It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show is live on campus. We're in the middle of the state of New York at Morrisville State College and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. All right. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. We travel the country to bring uh, inspirational uh, stories to our listeners, inspiration in community service and philanthropy. And we're here now with um, college football extraordinaire Farad Johnson, Farad, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I have to comment right off the bat, that's the coolest name I've ever heard, Farad. Thank you. That's so much cooler than my name. Can we, can we switch? Can I be Farad Ritz? You want to be Adam Johnson? Um, I'd rather Farad. <laughs> that was a no for the back row. Okay, so Farad is uh, here to share with us some of the things that uh, his teammates are up to in the world of community service here in the Morrisville, New York area. What do you guys do? Uh, we go to children's shows, and then we also read it with children at the elementary school. Uh, and, uh, something called PARP, where we, uh, we read uh, books to the children during, um, during their lunch hour or during class time. And PARP, um, it's an acronym for, um, I actually saw this, uh, parents and, what is it, anybody know? Parents as reading partners. So you're talking about literacy, literacy and reading and how important that is with the kids. That's pretty fantastic. I have to explain for our listeners that you are an enormous, scary-looking guy. Yeah. Uh, you've got this mohawk that's dyed blonde or orange. I don't know. What color would you call that? Orange. Orange. And, uh, and I mean, uh, you're, you're obviously a, you're a lineman, so you're sitting down in front of me, and you're still six foot four. How tall are you? Six five. You're six five and about nine hundred pounds. I mean, when you walk in, <laughs> when you walk into a school to share your love of reading with a with a second grader, I mean, how do they look up to you, and how does that make you feel? Um, it feels good. It's just sometimes, like when I walk in, like kids look up, like, "Oh my God, you're so huge!" But I'm just like, I don't know what to say because I'm used to like being around all my other teammates and they're big, just as big as I am. But you know, kids look, kids look at it different. But that's great that they, they look up, they're literally and, and physically and figuratively looking up to you. And then when they find out that you're more than just a football player, uh, let's sit down and read this book. That's, that's touching to, uh, to them, to me, uh, to your teammates. That's fantastic to get involved. I want to commend you and, and all the football players here at Morrisville State College for getting involved with the community. Um, I appreciate it. I know our listeners do. It motivates and inspires us to get up off our couches and help out in our community as well. Uh, so give yourselves, uh, and Farad, one more round of applause. Thanks for hosting. The Adam Ritz Show here in Morrisville, New York. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. Continuing on now in Morrisville, New York, we're with head football coach of the Morrisville State College Mustangs. He's Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hi, Kurt. How are you? I'm doing well, Adam. How are you? Thanks for uh, hosting me here in Morrisville. For our listeners, uh, especially on the West Coast, um, let's talk geographics. Where exactly are we? Where's Morrisville, New York? We are in, in central New York, about 30 miles southeast of Syracuse. 
Okay, so if you want to fly in and you got some big recruits coming in town, you, you send them to the Syracuse airport. Syracuse, flying to Syracuse, that's okay. right. Well, we bring uh, head coach Kurt Fitzpatrick of Morrisville State College football on the show to talk about character and integrity and academics and uh, getting involved with the community, philanthropy, charities, benefits. Um, it'd be too easy to talk to you about football, uh, and this is not necessarily a sports radio show, and we'll maybe ask you some football questions in a minute, but we want to know more about um, that character and community service part of your program. How important it is for you as head coach to really instill that community service mindset with your guys? Yeah, well, we, we preach one of, the, one of the four core values of our program is selflessness, and I think, you know, stressing community service and getting our team out there, there's no better way to teach selflessness than, than by getting our team out in the community, working with kids and, and for, for good causes. And, um, you know, they start, to, they start to feel that there's more to this world than just themselves when they're in those situations. And um, a byproduct, too, is that they become closer as a team. Uh, and it, it just it helps us, you know, build the kind of and build on those values that we, that we preach. Well, as high school football players, they're part of a team, and they certainly understand the value of, of being a team and, and being selfless with the team. So it's probably not that difficult to get these guys that were part of a team before to buy into this selflessness um, that you have here at Morrisville State College. So uh, with the selflessness in uh, the community, what are some of the things you do around town or around the state? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a couple different things usually every year, and, and every year some, some new things pop up, but we love to get involved with children. And there, there's a local winter fest for children. It's a great event during the winter time to, to give kids in the area a place to go and on a Saturday to, uh, to have some fun. And, uh, and so our guys are there working with the kids, making it enjoyable for them, interacting with them. Um, and, and you know, trying to brighten their day a little bit. So it's in, during the winter, is it, is it during the season or after the season's over? It's, it's after the season uh, in January when around here we get a lot of snow. Yeah. And so, you know, the, there's, there's not a, the kids don't get a chance to be as active in the winter as they do in the summer. And so they get a chance to go inside in a gym and there's a lot of activities and bounce houses and, you know, all different, different types of things that, that uh, and our, our players have fun interacting, interacting with the kids and giving back. Have you seen those situations where maybe a guy on your team who's um, inclusive and almost shy that doesn't really, you know, he's certainly not a bad guy. He has high character, but he's not really fired up to go do that. And then once he's there, those kids just turn him into a kid, too, and they all, everybody's getting along. Absolutely. I mean, you really see, like you said, you really see that the, their character come out. Uh, and uh, it's, it's fun to see that. And that, that's how they're our own teammates get to know each other more when you can see someone and on the football field everyone's a tough guy or they, they want to make themselves out to be but when they're working with kids you can really see who they are um, and it's, it, it, it's a lot of fun for us. Head coach, football team, Morrisville State College, Kurt Fitzpatrick is our guest. Uh, I have to mention for our listeners that can't see you, um, you think college football coach, you think, you know, 50-year-old guy, cigar in his mouth, uh, Tom Landry from the Dallas Cowboys. That's just what everybody thinks in their head when they hear football coach. You're a young guy. Um, I'm going to guess lower 30s. And um, I want to talk real quick about, uh, especially because in the news recently, there's been some college coaches that have had some poor decisions, arrests, and it's affected lives, their families, a victim. I mean, um, this is stuff that you also have to think about. Now, I'm not putting you on the spot or accusing you of anything, right. but you're a young guy, and you've got your whole career ahead of you. Do you consciously think about social situations that you put yourself in? Well, I think you have to, you know, and, it, and 
there's situations out there all around. And, uh, you know, just like our student athletes have to as a coach, and you know, I, I think that obviously you have to hold yourself to, to the same standards. And everyone has something to lose by making a bad decision. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's as important nowadays than ever. Are you a family man? Kids? Married yet? No kids yet. Um, not married yet either, but probably on the probably. way. Okay. Well, we always like to talk to coaches about fatherhood, too. That's a very important social issue. So you've got a lot of practice. You've got uh, over 100 kids under your wing, and they look at you as not only a coach but as a father figure. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's probably going to help you be a father in the future. Real quick, let's talk about football now, finally get to your sport. Uh, what's your favorite, I guess, you were an offensive coordinator before you were a head coach. What's your favorite offensive play? Are you into trick plays? Are you just ground and pound right up the middle? What, what's your specialty? We like our players to have fun on offense and defense. Uh, and so on offense, we're, we're an up-tempo team. Um, we like to throw the ball around. We do like to run a trick play every now and then. Um, but we want our kids to have fun. That's our number one uh, number one goal as coaches. We want our, our players to, to have fun playing. So whatever we can do, to do that, they play better when they're having fun. All right, well, uh, for admissions, if you're interested in a, a pretty cool campus here in the middle of the state of New York, it's Morrisville State College. Our guest has been Kurt Fitzpatrick. We can't thank you enough for coming on, Coach. We wish you the best of luck with uh, the football team. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it, Adam. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Fayetteville, Arkansas, home to the University of Arkansas, the Razorbacks, and we're here with a Razorback now, Cole Anthony. Mr. Anthony, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm honored and proud to be here with you on the University of uh, Arkansas's campus. Um, do you know the history of the Razorback and how long that's been the mascot, by the way? I mean, is this something you have to know to be a student here? I, uh, I don't know that I could tell you the, the year that it kind of happened, but the story behind it was um, Arkansas's kind of been a rural state with the, the farming background, and, and it started um, probably before the turn of the century, and there were just a bunch of pig farmers at a game one day and and started <laughs> calling calling or cheering in the stands like they like they called the hogs on their farm and it it just kind of stuck it stuck well I, have you ever uh, worn the the plastic razorback hat with the sponge uh, inlay you know what i'm talking about yeah i i have worn one um when i first decided to come to the university of arkansas my family went out and found one as a gift and so it's i've got it set up in my room oh, yeah. more as a display than, those, than something they those are worn. those are vintage and I, oh, yeah. I when i was a little kid that's the first exposure i had to the university of arkansas was that razorback hat my aunt my Aunt Judy had one, and I have no idea. She went to uh, college in the Midwest. I have no idea why she had that hat. She probably just thought it was cool, yeah. just like uh, you have it on display. So anyway, uh, there's your setup for the University of Arkansas. We're here to talk about leadership and philanthropy, giving back to your community. Uh, Cole is a member of a fraternity on campus. Uh, it is Kappa Alpha, correct? Yes, sir. You are uh, the president of the chapter at uh, a young age, really. Yeah, that's correct. Um, had the opportunity this year to be elected by... Uh, the rest of the members of my chapter to, to serve as president as a sophomore. And uh, so just a few days ago, a few hours ago, you were a freshman. I mean, how, how, uh, what were the seniors thinking electing you? Um, I mean, I, I, I guess it's one of the biggest honors that I've seen is that um, when it came time for elections in, in early November, they thought I was the best person to do it, only having been in the House for um, not much more than a year. Well, it's inspiring, and it's a great reminder that uh, you don't have to be a senior, even in uh, outside of the college world, uh, in your company. You don't have to be senior executive upper management to be a leader. Uh, if you've been at your job for a year, you can still be a leader. 
Um, that's a great reminder. So thank you for that, Cole. And uh, moving on now to one of my favorite parts of talking to college guys like you is learning about your philanthropies, a lot of money and uh, awareness uh, on college campuses because you guys are so fun and creative. What do you guys do to raise money or, or awareness for who? Yeah, um, so our National Philanthropy for KA is the Muscular Dystrophy Association, um, which is one of the premier organizations that, that finances the research um, and, and patient well-being uh, for those suffering from neuromuscular diseases. Um, here at the University of Arkansas later this spring semester, uh, we have our third annual KA crawfish boil that we're going to do here on Old Main Lawn. Um, it's a cool tradition to, to get people together, um, hopefully have some music, some good food, um, to come together to support the, the fight against neuromuscular disease. Okay, and for how much and what do I get in my crawfish boil? Yeah, so if, if you'd like to come, we have $5 tickets um, for all-you-can-eat crawfish. Oh, okay. um, and this year we're also we're working on a letter-writing campaign um, that if you want to reach out um, and donate but you can't make it here to Fayetteville, um, we've got a way for you to get involved too. Our goal this year is to raise $16,000, um, which would be the largest single donation to, to Muscular Dystrophy, Dystrophy Association um, by any KA chapter. Oh, that's great. 16 grand, that's a great goal. And uh, I, I won't be able to make it probably, but I, I want to get involved with this letter writing thing. Is there, is there a um, Facebook page, a website where, where we can do that and, and then donate uh, off campus, I guess? Yeah, we actually have a, a GoFundMe page um, uh, and a link that, that I can give, um, send out. We'll put it on, on our social media um, and hopefully some of the, the Arkansas IFC social media. Um, and, yeah, GoFundMe is just an online page where you can go um, donate any amount of money um, to the cause. We know that even the littlest amount can go a long way, um, yeah. so everything counts. Okay, well, uh, before I let you go off mic, I'll get that web address, and we'll put the GoFundMe URL on adamritzshow.com so our listeners can go to adamritzshow.com when you go listen to this episode uh this conversation with cole you'll be able to see the link click on it throw some bucks in there if you can't make the crawfish bake uh, cole anthony is our guest he's the president of ka at the university of arkansas in fayetteville the razorbacks um the ifc you're part of the interfraternity council about 15 chapters on campus what do you guys do as a whole to make this community better yeah, so the big thing, um, we do try to, to work on our unity as, as an IFC, and so we, we try really hard to get around to each other's philanthropy events. Um, but then this year we're also coming together um, as one group, and we're working on a Habitat for, for Humanity house um, for a family here in Fayetteville that, that could really use the help. That is great. Um, for our listeners, and really I have to admit for me, uh, I've heard Habitat for Humanity a thousand times. What, what exactly, uh, beyond, outside of this general idea I have of guys getting together and building a house for somebody that needs it, is that simply what it is? Um, for the most part, yeah. So we've, we've worked hard on, on the background side of, of helping to raise the funds for it. Um, and then um, just this fall we went and, and actually broke ground and are now uh, in the process of, of constructing that house uh, to get it done for a family that, so that someday here soon they can, they can have a place to call their own and, and a roof over their heads. That is great to hear. It's so inspiring for uh, me at my age and this generation that I'm in now to hear that there are guys your age that are giving back to their community. That's inspiring. It makes me want to give back to my community, too. Um, Cole Anthony is our guest, and we thank you for the Arkansas hospitality. Before we let you go, your uh, favorite part of this campus, I guess let's help out their admissions for our listeners across the country that maybe don't know anything about Arkansas. What would you tell them to make them want to come to Arkansas? 
I mean, it's, it's kind of the total package. Um, here at the University of Arkansas, we're working really hard to become a top 50 research institution, which means that you're going to come and, and get a great education to, to help set you up for, for the great rest of your life. Um, but then you also have, have plenty of the fun side. Um, we're an SEC school, and, and so you know that football and, and sports are big. And then we're right here nestled in the, the heart of the Ozark Mountains that we're never more than 10 or 15 minutes from um, someplace to go hike or, or just get outdoors and, and enjoy this beautiful scenery here in northwest Arkansas. He's Cole Anthony, University of Arkansas. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You can catch up with The Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. We're blessed to be joined by Dean of Students at Waldorf College. This is Jason Raymaker. Hi, Jason. Hi, how you doing? I'm fantastic, and uh, this is middle America, man. You can't get any down to, I guess, in, in God's country or the salt of the earth is Waldorf <laughs> College. Where are we? Paradise City, Iowa? We're pretty close, man. We're in North Iowa, near the Minnesota border. Uh, Forest City, Iowa, about 4,000 student, 4, population, about 500 students here at Waldorf. 500 students on campus at Waldorf College. That is awesome. That is I mean, I don't even know what the average size of a high school is in America, but it might be bigger than this college. That's the way we want it. We want it small. We take care of our students. Our students have a great relationship with staff and each other, and uh, we like to keep it small, and it's just a, it's a good overall experience for them. Well, as Dean of Students here at Waldorf, uh, some of the initiatives you have in place for freshmen, uh, this is the time of year when people are coming back to campus, uh, starting their college careers, and it's a very high-risk I guess, time of their lives to leave mom and dad's house to start living on their own. What are some of the initiatives you have in place to hopefully inform and educate these young adults on, on what they're about to uh, enter? Well, you're absolutely right. These 18-year-olds are coming to a whole new world, uh, new teammates, new place to live, new place to eat, uh, new roommates. You know, this is the first time a lot of them have been away from home, and a lot of them are not from Iowa, not from Minnesota. They're from all over the country. So they're not only going through a cultural shock, but uh, they're also going through this exciting new experience of going to college for the first time, making decisions for themselves for the first time. No mom and dad here, no curfew. So we talk a lot about social decision making in, in first year orientation that we have going on here uh, right after they arrive. Our students that just got here today have, uh, have two days of orientation and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the effects of alcohol, the risks. We'll talk about sexual assault, making good choices with uh, uh, sex or not having sex, uh, making good choices with drugs, and, and overall general social decision-making. We hear in the media a lot about um, those issues with mm -hmm. large campuses. We're talking uh, Division <clears throat> I, um, BCS-type campuses, 50,000 students. There's a lot of social issues and, and a lot of bad decisions made on a Saturday night. Um, but I've got to believe those, those things still happen on a campus this small. 500 students is such a small campus compared to 50,000 at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. But there's, uh, there's got to be, uh, I guess, some, some good and bad that goes along with being that small. It's probably uh, more of a family unit, but still you've got to watch out for those uh, bad decisions. Yeah, those decisions uh, do still happen here. And 
what's interesting is they, they make the paper and they make the campus newspaper and, and people know everyone. So when that decision is good that a student makes, everybody knows. When that decision is bad that a student makes, everybody knows. So uh, it kind of is good and bad together. So we, we talk a lot about that with our students is, hey, you know, you're, you're in a small town of 4,000, you're in a small campus of 500. Every decision you make is kind of in a fishbowl here. You know, it's a much uh, much different situation where you, you can't really hide out from those decisions. So uh, it can make or break your your college experience at, at a small college like us because uh, once that decision's out there, and it may be a bad one, uh, it creates some real uncomfortable situations for a student. Our guest is Jason Raymaker, the Dean of Students at Waldorf College in Forest City, Iowa. And we've been talking about freshmen and their responsibility level, learning about a new life in college and uh, social awareness with social issues and drinking and drugs and sex. How, uh, if we could turn the focus from freshmen to faculty, is there, are there initiatives or any education in place for actual faculty, professors, administrators on the same type of information? Don't date a student. Don't d get a DUI. You will be fired. Absolutely. <laughs> and those things are not immune to colleges, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we take faculty that are hired through a faculty orientation. Uh, they go through sexual harassment training. They go through uh, something that we call boundaries training that covers a lot of those issues. It might be dating. It might be drinking. You might be a faculty member that uh, rents out property in town and maybe that property is being rented to a student or you might be a faculty member that has rental property in the same unit that you're in currently. So that creates all kinds of interesting interrelationships in the small town on the small campus. You might go out to eat, go have a drink at a local establishment and sure enough there, there are students there at the same time. So uh, it's, it's unique to us because you're going to run into your colleagues, your, your, your students that you supervise or students that you coach if, if you're a coach here or uh, if, if you're faculty students that you, you teach. So we want a close relationship. We want uh, some exciting uh, things that happen between advisors, between coaches, but we certainly have to warn our employees about, about boundaries with, with, with students because those, uh, those boundaries can be crossed and it's especially vulnerable here when you have a small number of students and you really get to know them uh, on a close basis. All right, Jason Raymaker, Dean of Students, Waldorf College. It's waldorf.edu for more information. Correct. And, you know, I, I'd like to, uh, I guess, talk about um, recruiting or admissions. Uh, what's the single best thing about this campus? Let's, uh, let's get your admissions from 500 total <laughs> students now to 50,000 next year. What's well, the best part about this campus? Well, first of all, we're small, and we like that. <laughs> we want to stay that. So I might argue the 50,000, but um, we take care of our students, and our, our students get to know their faculty members, and we have great uh, student-to-faculty ratio in the classroom. Uh, it's 15 to 1. Uh, they have a great opportunity to get involved here at Waldorf, and that's probably the second biggest thing, is 85% of our students are involved in co-curriculars, something that complements their academic experience, whether that be band, choir, theater, clubs and organizations, uh, all the different 18 sports that we have. So not only do they get an education, they're not just getting that or striving for that 4.0, they're, they're getting an experience that comes with that. So when they have that first okay. 
interview and and uh, on their resume they're able to talk about the service that they've done uh, maybe the mission work the, the experience they've had in campus ministry uh, the leadership opportunities they've had in clubs and organizations or maybe a a trip that they took internationally so it's it's not just a degree it's not just the education it's the experience they have at Waldorf and then finally I'm not gonna let you go without a, a fun question as Dean of Students what is your favorite line from Dean Wormer in Animal House? Oh, son, drunken stupid's no way to go through life. <laughs> I think that would probably sum it up. <laughs> and I probably have had to say that a few times uh, to, uh, uh, to a few students. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll certainly talk to them and have some humor in some of those discipline meetings. But uh, uh, for the most part, uh, we have good relationship with our students. And um, just encourage good decision making and um, you know maybe that's not a bad idea maybe some of those movies uh, students need to see Revenge of the Nerds and those classic college uh, flicks that uh, that show some of the poor decisions that students yeah. make it's funny just laugh fun. laugh yeah. now but just don't do anything they did in the movie absolutely for sure that's Dean of Students Jason Raymaker from Waldorf College thank you for joining us thank you very much Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. I'm in Columbus, Ohio with Stephen Ladd. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hi, Adam. I'm great. Thanks. I am uh, happy you're here. Happy you're uh, joining us on the program. We talk about a lot of social awareness issues on this broadcast, and we will uh, categorize you as health and fitness. Um, now, I want you to explain uh, not only to our listeners, but to me, what uh, you do with health and fitness from a holistic perspective. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what holistic means, but, um, you know, health and fitness to me is doing sit-ups and push-ups and trying to eat broccoli. What, what do you do with health and fitness from a holistic perspective? Well, holistic, the word holistic is used a lot these days as far as um, marketing and terminology. It can mean different things to different people. In our practice, we focus on uh, the person as a whole. Uh, movement and exercise is one portion of it. Uh, posture, uh, awareness, uh, balance of the body right to left, nutritional food, proper water intake, uh, mental emotional uh, stress reduction, parasympathetic nervous system, uh, so the person can function uh, not just to build some muscle, not just to lose some fat, but also function uh, in all areas of their life at a higher level. I've seen you speak, and uh, one of the things that uh, made me laugh is um, you showed a slide of um, posture, uh, sort of an x-ray of three different people, somebody sitting up straight, and then uh, the middle image was somebody kind of hunched over. The third image was somebody really hunched over. And I got to believe, when you show that slide and you're speaking to a group of people, what's the percentage of people in the audience that immediately sit up straight? That would be about 100% of 100%. the people change, change <laughs> their seated posture. We work a lot with posture um, because it affects so many different systems of the body. It, it, uh, it's a cause of many muscle skeletal pain issues. It's the cause of uh, fatigue. Uh, when you're fighting gravitational forces in bad posture, you're, you're, you're more tired, and therefore you're turning to more artificial stimulants, uh, caffeine and such, in order to uh, propel yourself through the day. Stephen Ladd is our guest. He is um, a holistic fitness expert. What's the name of your company? Uh, the Human Form out of Columbus, Ohio. Okay, and uh, is it, uh, what's the digital website property name? Uh, humanformfitness.com. Okay, and during your presentation, you also mentioned, um, and this is a big one for me, and I know I don't do it right, but you mentioned how important it is to drink water. Um, I think your statistic was you should drink half of your weight in ounces, so I weigh 200 pounds. I should drink 100 ounces of water every day. That's all. 
that's a lot of water to me. And I'll admit it. I know I'm, I'm disappointing you. I don't drink maybe that much water in a month. Um, I'm your new client or you were trying to help me. What, what's your advice to a guy that's not really addicted to water? H- how should I tackle this task of drinking 100 ounces of water every day? And why should I? Why, how's that going to help my body or, or, my, or my mind? The, the symptoms of dehydration uh, run about 50 to 60 different symptoms, uh, ranging from fatigue to muscle aches to proper fluid uh, uh, through your body, uh, maintaining joint integrity, et cetera. Uh, mental uh, acuity, clarity, learning, memory, and it doesn't take much. Two to three percent of dehydration in your body can affect your performance in all these areas. Uh, like with exercise, we start start slowly. Uh, let your body adapt to, to drinking more water. Uh, start out with 15, 20, 30 ounces or so a day, especially in the morning when you break uh, when you break the fast at breakfast is when your body's most dehydrated. Right. When, the, when you're most in need of water, it also helps to get most of the water down the first part of the day so you're not up during the evening disrupting your sleep, which can also be detrimental to your overall health. Uh, a little pinch of, of Himalayan sea salt in your water will help you not go to the bathroom quite as much, shunt the water into the cells, which is also very healthy. All right. There's a lot going on with you and your life. Uh, you mentioned during your, your live uh, keynote presentation that you spent time in a monastery. Um, did I say that right? Yes, that's 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 true. I spent some time in the East, uh, studied comparative religions like, in, well, in, in the in the East. I mean, we're not talking about um, Virginia. Uh, where in the East? No, we're talking about uh, everywhere from Indonesia, Thailand, um, <laughs> India, and Japan. That is amazing. Yeah, it, it was an amazing experience. And you didn't speak for how long at, at one of these monasteries? At one point, I went on a sixty-day silent retreat at a monastery, which does make it much easier to not speak when you're in a silent monastery situation. So for 60 days, not one word? Was there an accidental, <clears throat> did you cough, or does that count? Or I think coughing was okay. I probably did occasionally, uh, but most notes as far as the food prep and everything and uh, other duties were were uh, communicated via notepad. Okay, that's Stephen Ladd. I'm going to go drink 100 ounces of water. Right now, I'll see you in the bathroom. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.